You guys don't understand. A guy like Bray Wyatt, it won't be long before it's Bray Wyatt versus the world. And at that point, the world's not going to have a chance. See? He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the little bitty baby in his hands. This is a normal point where 
hear Bray Wyatt either say run or let me in. But here's the crazy part. We did let him in. We let him yeah. in our hearts. And he gave us some of the greatest storytelling. Rest in power, Bray Wyatt. You will never be forgotten. Your legacy carries on, just like Brody Lee's through your children, as well as our hearts and the lexicon of the, I'll call it, the WWE Network. This is a sad night. WrestleManiacs. It's time to go to work. Well, it's only one way to get it right. Run. Thank you all for joining us. Normal tradition for a 10-bell salute, but unfortunately, we don't have any bells. We just have myself, People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, the big guy, KG, who's trying to figure out how to get his lights back on. He should have paid the bill. And the Nubian Sumo, who uh, has survived uh, just being himself for another week. So a normal tradition, I know you're smoking something a little special. You got a t-shirt tie-in to another tragic loss, I would imagine. And then uh, we just found out today that a lot of our childhoods uh, uh, have, have taken a blow and another loss. So uh, interesting week, but we got to do a job and get back into business. So Sumo, tell us what you're drinking, or more so what you're pouring out for the homies tonight, what you're smoking on in representation of uh, your appreciation of when the Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt, Terry Funk, and at this point, Bob Barton. Well, yeah, this has been, this has been a rough couple of weeks for me. Um, coming off of my own health issue uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, then coming out this week with... Uh, the trifecta of, of you know they say it always comes in threes and today was the cap off of that so yeah um my t-shirt today is not only for terry funk but also for bray as well because as you know terry funk was known as being a former nwa world heavyweight champion holding the 10 pounds of gold which is seen here but you also have a lot of, of Bray Wyatt's family who were involved in the NWA and were also holders of um, the NWA World Championship and other championships within the National Wrestling Alliance. So this was uh, pretty much an all-encompassing tribute here tonight. It was supposed to be a shirt in honor of the... Uh, recently minted G1 Climax winner and now number one contender for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and main eventer for Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th being the leader of Los Ingubernables de Japón 
Tetsuya Naito. Yep. But um, but um, I think this supersedes that. Uh, we'll get to that at another at another date, uh, further down the line. But um, tonight I'm being powered by the CAO Brasilia Select, and I know what a lot of people are saying. Sumo, uh, that's a looks like a 60-day cigar, which actually it is. And knowing that I don't necessarily smoke 60-gauge cigars, I feel that this one being the exclusive cigar that it is, the rare cigar that it is, that it would be poignant for the evening. And to go along with that, uh, being that I know Bray Wyatt, I knew what Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk had something in common when it came to their drinking. And since I didn't have any, I got the next best thing. Pull out a little wild turkey for him. <laughs> there you go. It would be Jack Daniels, but I'm not a Jack Daniels drinker. But I figured wild turkey would do the trick. I know that neither one of them would turn this down. So, well, that's good. That little intro got me in the field, so I had to got to collect myself while you was going over that. So I know you got some liquid courage going on. I mean, one of them. Well, that's why I made a, my. That's why I made that a little extra long tonight, you know. So, you know, try to get everybody back on track. Well, it's good because now we got to go ahead and talk about across the pond. This show is uh, pretty much dedicated to all those who are uh, enjoying some AEW because we will be doing our picks for the second time since the Sideline Junkies championship belt has come into play, to which is now in its proper uh, home, I would imagine. The big guy KG won the pick show, uh, came out on top. So now he is proverbially the man when it comes down to picks at the moment. So now it's time to see if that traveling championship is going to stay where it is or if it's going to be in motion. Now I'm putting you over. Oh, it's, 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 easy. it's easy. It's easy to get, but it's hard to keep. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what a strap, that fool. I got it, but hold on. We got we got comments we got to get to. I will right, get to the comments, cuz. Mrs. Boss BJ gave us the fire emoji on our intro. Uh, Raj says, what's good, fam? Mrs. Big Guy KG loves the intro. I, I Look, I had to wait until she wasn't home to get that done, but I got it done. Now I just got to do, do my video with my grandbabies. And uh, the Boss BJ, he gives us not one, but 10 bells, him and the missus give us 10 bells for our 10 bell salute since we don't have any bells. Yeah, no, the budget didn't cover that. It's just interesting he gave us the virtual bell. <laughs> uh, bringing the budget for us to have a real one. The boss BJ, uh, I'm sorry, that was uh, the Midnight Rider said that was a dope intro. Um, <laughs> I guess the uh, the boss BJ approves of your wild turkey. I think that's a turkey. Ain't that a turkey? That's a turkey. I hope so. Yeah, that's thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Raj says not the one hundred and one. 
Now, we got to talk about AEW, but I got I, I forgot the book. So I got to go get the book so y'all can't cheat on me. Oh, we're going to cheat. Hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? So while he's going to do that, we'll take a moment for reflection. Uh, James, you are older than uh, Terry Funk, so I'll let you go ahead and uh, tell us your favorite moment, if you can think of it off the top of the dome, um, of watching Terry Funk and uh, any promotion that he has been since he's uh, pretty much uh, completed his family legacy. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know about the part about being older than Terry Funk. Terry Funk was, uh, you know, I can, I can now relate to the middle-aged and crazy gimmick that he was putting on, but, you know, as, but being older than Terry Funk, you know, that's a that's a bit of a stretch. But, um, yeah, going back to um, my, early, my earliest reflections of Terry Funk being uh, – Back in the old NWA with his brother Dory, Dory Jr., being a tag team. Uh, this is post his um, both of their uh, runs with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, this would have been Harley Race's like fifth or sixth run with the belt. Um, then him going off and doing all kinds of other things, uh, going over to Japan, hooking up with uh, Cactus Jack. And the um, and the uh, King of the Death Match tournaments that that went on between the two of them, where they wound up being in the final in that uh, exploding uh, bar barbed wire uh, ring rope uh, match that they had, the classic match that they had together, that pretty much put them together as far as their friendship is concerned. Uh, I believe they had met a few times prior to that, but that was the one that really put them together uh, uh, um, as far as their friendship and made them synonymous with each other. Right. Um, then uh, you go into the uh, WCW years with Rick, with uh, the, him commentating and the uh, storyline that he did with Ric Flair uh, over the handshake and the respect that they that Ric Flair was looking for from him, um, and then obviously, of course, uh, him going over and making ECW relevant and what it eventually became as the hardcore legend that he was. Um, you know, it was interesting when they were talking about um, when they were talking about him on Friday on last night on SmackDown. They were saying, you know, how a lot of people uh, in his position would only give the rub, the rub to certain people, and he gave a rub, the rub to an entire company, mm -hmm. an entire organization, and put them and put them on the map. So, uh, and then and and just him wrestling, just the fact that he was wrestling into his sixties and seventies is just remarkable you know uh I, i'm not really sure as to what what or when his final match was but for him to actually be able to sit down eventually even though he was in all the pain that he was in and just be still be a part of wrestling for fi over five decades is just remarkable in itself and he has left 
a significant legacy and a blueprint for anybody that wants to know how this, this, this is done, how this business is run, how this business is um, mitigated. So yeah, there's any anybody that wants to go back and look at uh, Terry Funk matches or, or just pick up um, because there've been a lot of snippets and a lot of, uh, uh, of, 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 of matches that have been coming up lately about, uh, Terry Funk matches that, um, yeah, he, um, go back and check some of those matches out. If you've never really seen anything from his early days, cause it's worth watching. Definitely him and Harley race, him and Ric Flair, definitely him and, Dusty Rhodes, because they had a huge feud over multiple territories, uh, even even in Japan. So um, it would be worth your time to go back and look at some Terry Funk um, uh, videos and matches. I agree with that. I'd say probably, I know it sounds kind of weird, out of everything that Terry Funk has done, and Lord knows, you know, all the way back to the, the early parts of me discovering uh, professional wrestling, uh, sports entertainment, wrestling, you know, the whole nine, you know, watching uh, the NWAs and, and AWAs and the territory days towards the tail end and then going back and, and watching it, you know, uh, as I got older and had the capability. But the, still the, the first memory that sticks out to me is his damn shoe being in the middle of the ring at Hell in a Cell when he came in after uh, Mick Foley took that infamous toss at the hands of the Undertaker and then went through the cage, and then all you see is Undertaker choke slamming him, him flapping around like a fish out of water, and the next thing you know, there's his shoe right in the center of the ring because he just he lost both his shoes on that. He so, lost yeah. both his shoes on that, yeah. Yeah, so you know that that, and I know it sounds crazy. Uh, even through the chainsaw and all this stuff, but I think Terry Funk and you know I, I get all warm and fuzzy inside, which is weird to say and Terry Funk in the same sentence. But you know, just thinking and chuckling about the fact that you know he came down to the ring uh, for that spot and, and bought Mick some time to give us the rest of that Hell in a Cell, which is still arguably the best cage match or, or he- definitely the best Hell in a Cell match ever done and will never be topped. So, you know, like uh, Sumo said, you could go back and watch everything that uh, Terry Funk has done. I mean, that last name alone, you know, has equal weight, in my opinion, as McMahon when we're talking about uh, the business. So, you know, check that out. But if you want to have a good laugh, go ahead and watch. uh, Take that 30 minute time period and watch Hell in a Cell and just wait for that shoe to come out. Uh, KG, you have a uh, when 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 when, Dust, when when Cody Rhodes comes out onto his music, the first thing you hear is wrestling has more than one royal family, oh, and yeah. the Funks are one of those families. Mm-hmm. Champ. Well, uh, first and foremost, um, Raw says the Funks versus Briscoe was a great feud. Uh, Raj says, "Dusty, <laughs> you're an egg sucking dog." Oh, man. I love it. Uh, When it comes to Terry Funk, I didn't get to see his heyday. 
I got to see him as a little bit older, Chainsaw Charlie, and you know, being a, a road agent backstage and everything. But I knew about him, of course, through wrestling almanacs, them old VHSs that we used to pass around, things like that. But as well as the video game Legends of Wrestling. Yep. I I, I stayed with you know if I if I had to do a tag team match, it was always the Funks. If it wasn't the Funks, it was you know Road Warriors, but. You want to win, you use the funks, but Jordan Killer B. It, it, it's like, <laughs> man, he didn't hear me, James. No, I didn't. Oh, I heard you. Why? No, I heard you. Why you think I'm shaking my head? I didn't hear what you said. I said, or the Killer Bees. Oh Lord, they they didn't. They're not a legend of wrestling. Maybe maybe not to you, but that, that's a hell of a gimmick right there. Oh boy, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get you over that. But uh give me a killer bees t-shirt and maybe we'll get one made. This is the I mean death is a part of life. It's never easy something to 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 deal with. And I think the midnight rider had the quote of the week. The hardest part is once everything's over and everybody's gone back to their normal life. That's the hardest part of dealing with. As fans, we're all in shock. And, you know, you think legends don't die. You know? Uh, I've been believing that my whole life. But uh, life will show you that that's not always true, so. Yeah. So, you know, words of Walt Disney, we have to keep moving forward on this one because that's the only thing we can do. Uh, So, and then before we get into anything, just, you know, just because, I mean, because maybe Terry Funk didn't resonate with or wasn't available to all three of us. Bray Wyatt was available to all three of of us because he, he was a younger wrestler. But there was somebody else who I know for fact affected all three of us. It was um, part of all three, all three of our lives. All three, and I can I can say generation because I mean, both of y'all are at least are almost ten years younger than me. Almost, uh, yeah, you too, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's about seven, seven, but close enough. So, um, James, you day one, so don't be trying to put that on me. Don't you? That's all right. I'm a, I'm a Highlander. I'll, I'll accept that. Hell yeah. The only person I know that turned the light switch. Let that be like, I got you. I got you, Lord. I got you. That means I'm responsible for everything you are, everything you know, everything you about, everything you touch is my is because of me. And one other person. That's yeah. what that means. So it's okay. Gave her that damn apple. Hey, you know, I never gave her the apple. What? It's like, hey, girl, she got the apple on her own. She was told not to get it. And just like, and just as normal, they did what it, she did what she wanted to do. So, yeah. And and for anybody that was that's offended by what I just said, you'd be like, but anyway. But hey, Simo, what, what, what is he supposed to do with that? Let me tell you. <laughs> and the rest is history. Ruined everything. 
Father Abraham. Anyway, anyway, let's let's go back to to what I was talking about, and that was Mr. Bob Barker. No, we're not going there. Can't go there right yes, now. Yeah, we all going there. We gotta go there. No, just just that's, that's, that's at the end of the show. That's at the end of the show. No, 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 no. We no, give everybody flowers now. We give everybody their flowers now. Nah, buddy, because you know that's gonna put me in the field. That's gonna that's gonna mess up the mojo when we're doing these picks and how I'm thinking. Because that ties well, with my grandma, and you know, I ain't trying to go there yet, Us. So we're gonna we're well, gonna Bob Barker to the end. Uh, that's the closest we're going to get right now. Because, you know, we, we, we got a good cadence. We're coming back from Bray Wyatt. We ain't trying to go back down that rabbit hole. So, okay, uh, just because you just because you, just because you sensitive. Yeah, I am. Just because, am. You, just because well, you're one, sensitive, right? That, that's, that, yeah. I feel like it's been 99 years in relation to that one. Uh, so, okay. quick tidbit before we actually get uh, into the picks. The reason for the season, uh, it was already clocked that All In and Wembley Stadium for AEW has already surpassed WrestleMania 32's attendance record in reference to uh, the house buy. So WrestleMania 32 was 80,709. Uh, Wembley right now for All In uh, as a couple days ago, and I'm quite sure they continue to find seats for some people. Um, is that 80,846. So uh, AEW is going into the largest, we'll call this extravaganza. Um, Tony Khan is at the precipice of his Vince McMahonness. Uh, if we're just following the trajectory of what Vince did and the blueprint that he left uh, going into WrestleMania 1, putting something together that is larger than life, larger than his business, um, and providing uh, an opportunity, even though it's overseas uh, and not in the U.S., but an opportunity to have a major pin mark um, for the wrestling business. So at least that's how I look at it. It's life repeating itself. Um, it's just that, you know, we're dealing with a, a billionaire starting uh, point versus uh, Vince still growing into the billions. So um, and can, I, can I interject something before you get yeah. further on that? For all of and I know that there's somebody out there who is saying, but what about WrestleMania 3 at the Pontiac Silverdome? They had 93,000 people. That was a kayfabe number. That was a made-up number, and it has been out for decades that that number was made up by Vince McMahon just for publicity's sake. So the ninety-three thousand was—it was not a legitimate number. It was more like seventy-five at the most for that event. And then you also have those who are saying. But they had the two night of WrestleMania that had over a hundred and fifty in Texas. They had over a hundred, almost one hundred sixty thousand people. Right, they did. But they didn't have. But they didn't surpass eighty thousand. That was a kayfabe number as well. And plus, one hundred sixty thousand was over two nights, not one night. So. 
I've been seeing some people online that have been bringing these two events up. And I'm just making sure that it is on record here that that is not the case. This event in Wembley Stadium on tomorrow is the highest attendance at a wrestle event in modern in, in history. This is going to be the one. This is going to surpass WWE. This is going to surpass all the WrestleManias. And that it, just deal with it. Okay, all you WWE marks out there that are just trying to make keep Vince on top, is trying that they, they, they don't want to know nothing else about WWE other than WWE, and then uh, no, not acknowledging that anything else is out there other than Vince's product, you know. And there's something else that I could bring up, I'll may bring up over the course is about Vince's products that may come up later on in the show. But yeah, well, I say that, that hair care line is great. It's done wonders for me. Let us set it. It made you <laughs> smooth, didn't it? Smooth. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that that Ico Pro did a little bit too. Hey, you gotta want it. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's gonna be a major event for uh, AEW Tony Khan, the business. Uh, but for those WWE folks, we all know how VK and Vincent Kenny McMahon operates. Uh, whatever uh, All In does, it will be surpassed by WrestleMania because he's going to make sure it is. Even if they have to put a, 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 a annex on a daggone stadium or put people on a roof, they'll pass it. Yeah, he'll so, make up another fake number. No, nah, he'll probably do it accurate since you didn't, you know, put it over. We know they watch. So. Um, Let's go ahead and get into the picks. Big guy, you got your book? Because we need this on record. Got the book. Of course, I got the belt. So I'm 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 just trying to situate here. Cause you know, I mean, you know, you you, you weighing 10 pounds of gold, and I'm just I'm I'm so free. And I, I'm I got I got a Playgirl photo shoot later later on in this evening, so I'm ready to take my clothes off. You've come a long way. How long uh, have we been doing this podcast again? Are we coming up oh, on our anniversary? Uh, uh, yesterday was our anniversary. Speaking of which, I, with everything going on, I forgot to say something about it. Well, shoot. We are. Okay. So that's been uh, what, five years? This is five years. Five years. Five years, so about four, 4.75 years worth of, you was going to get a beating if you even brought a belt up in that house. And now we got a nice little quarter piece. Of uh, champion, you should be wearing that everywhere. Now, James don't want to know uh, where it's been, so don't be pulling no uh, page and, and and everybody else over here having fun with the Yin Yang Twins, ski, 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 all over the place. I'm just a sexy boy. Uh, the boss is questioning your your math. Yeah, what, what's the date? On, what's the date on the belt? Uh, the date? Well, now this this has the, the sideline junkies date, which is. Uh, February 10th, 2018, we started the WrestleManiacs, which was just known as the wrestling show for a little while, August 25th, 2018. Yeah, it is. So we've been doing this long enough to have uh, a kid almost going to uh, elementary school. Isn't that nice? 
Wait a minute, you said 2018? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, that's five years. That's two plus eight. That's five years. Three is the remainder. Come on now. You I know you're doing What your kids teaching you that new math? What's it? You gotta go, you gotta do you had to do that in three steps? What the hell? Advocate was Stonehenge back in the day, so that's why you know some pieces fell off because he's trying to move them around. So he can get his that's all right. Like you said, like you said, if it wasn't for me, there would be no math. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And we I invented it. KT have because I'm omniscient and omnipresent. That's scary. Because in the bathroom sometimes I'd be like, Is James in here watching? Like, I'm over here trying to take a deuce and why I smell a cigar. Uh, hold on, I, I apologize. I, I was wrong. It was August 24th. God dang it, see you to mess it up. You ain't gotta tell nobody that. It was August 24th. No, but it was posted on the 25th because we that first show was an hour and 10 minutes long, and we didn't there finish until the next morning. Right. Because <laughs> we used to start late. We used to record what? Oh my god, we used to record like 11 o'clock and didn't finish yeah. most times till one. Only only podcast I know is gonna start at 11. Like we, we had nothing else better to do. On well, a Saturday I mean, night. It was but recording. The mothership has been out, out in the wilderness uh, <laughs> late at night, picking up people, dropping people off, because, you know, the pimps got to make sure that, uh, uh, well, we're not going to go into all that, but we want to make sure everybody was accounted for. So, Me time to get into the business of the picks. We've seen the championship belt. We'll see if uh, it will travel back into the hands of uh, the Nubian Sumo or KG's uh, sun shining down on his belt having behind is going to continue and he'll be able to take the win. Don't think so, but hey, stranger things have happened. So we're going to start with Zero Hour. And Zero Hour is important. Well, really, the only match is important in Zero Hour is because they're given double duty or as I like to look at it as plausible deniability to the main event. So in Zero Hour, we have uh, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships up for grabs as MJF and Adam Cole are going to go one-on-one with Aussie Open. So since uh, you got the belt, Champ, I'll let you go ahead and make the first pick and decide if you think Adam Cole uh, and MJF is going to dethrone Aussie Open and become ROH champions. I say yes. Okay. Didn't even take a moment. So you're confident in that, Sumo? I say no. I say Aussie Open keeps their belts, and this just adds to the rift that is going to eventually happen between the two at the end. I agree with that. I was Originally, I was thinking, you know what? They'd win. Then they'd have the controversial finish, but then they're still champions. But do I think that uh, Tony Khan is going to let it go that far? Because that's going to play into something that I was uh, talked to or, or uh, was made aware of when a uh, friend to the show, Christopher Burton, uh, who does uh, the Straight Up Wrestling podcast, uh, they went to uh, Collision when it was here in South Carolina. Show started at 7.30. He said they left at midnight because right after collision, they did eight matches of Ring of Honor. Mm. So if you're running that long, 
on a, a house show, basically. Um, are you going to have MJF and uh, Adam Cole be there that long and run the Saturdays? So uh, with that thought, then I'm, like I said, in agreement with James. They'll keep the belt, and then uh, I'll see open that is, and then we'll get into the main event a little bit later on and how that could play out. So Zero Hour uh, will be taking place right around 12 to 12.30 tomorrow afternoon, Sunday, Sunday, August 27th. You didn't get good uh, I did. You said Aussie open too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said he agreed with me. Mm. I just wanted to add that texture about, you know, how long Ring of Honor was running and all that stuff. So um, 12.30 tomorrow, Sunday. Um, we'll probably have that match. One o'clock, the show's going to start. So Eastern time. So uh, right after church, if you go, then uh, you can come home and get some good wrestling in. I'll or, have my, or what? you could go to Bayside Baptist and never got to leave the house. True that. Or, or, well, I guess technically, if you're watching on uh, whatever streaming service, that's still Bedside Baptist, right? Or does that yeah. count? Yeah. Watching it live at that point. So yeah. That, yeah. I mean, if you want to get technical about it, would that be armchair Jesus technically? I mean, no, no. no. If you really want to get technical about it, you want to get in depth about it. Yeah. yeah. Why do you need to go into a church when the church is already inside of you? Boom, there it is. That's why I don't go. So does that mean you pay yourself time? No. If you want, if you really want to get technical about it, you find some. You find somebody else. And then, because in the Bible, what does it say in the Bible? Here you go. Any two people gathered in one place under my name is where church is, is where I'll be. So, technically, church is everywhere. That, that brother's preaching. Yeah, he was preaching the day that uh, he was teaching him. If you take these two rocks together, click, 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 you get a spark. <laughs> What's the next part of that? He didn't lit the damn bush on fire. Here come Moses like, oh, snap. <laughs> The bush is burning. That must be a sign. <laughs> nope. This fool lit it on fire trying to teach people a life skill, naked and afraid. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why I already have his lease for his apartment in hell. Set up our way. <laughs> I ain't got to worry about that. I ain't got to worry about that at all. I'm going to Super Heaven. So I got a security job waiting for me in Super Heaven. So I'm all right. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. I got him situated on all four sides around nothing but child molesters. Oh Lord, really? Why that go so dark? We was having a nice elevated moment. <laughs> you gonna, oh, hey, you gonna have me that now? If I'm hanging out with Chris Hansen, I'm like Chris, you know him? Yeah, we did a show about him. I'm like, well, all right, thanks, Chris. I'm not. No, nah, you have you around? Uh, I'm gonna have you around four motherfuckers that's like the booty warrior. Oh. I don't call you Chris Handsome. I call you Chris Handsome. <laughs> I like I you. And I want you. I like you. I want you. Now we do this the hard way. way. <laughs> Woo. All right. Oh, man. We're 40 minutes in. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, <laughs> now, years, yeah. before we get into any further now, for those who don't get enough wrestling, uh, after All In is over, I will let you know, if you do not know already, that Impact Wrestling has their emergence pay-per-view tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. 
Mm-hmm. So for those that need more more wrestling in their life on a Sunday night, you can go to Impact Wrestling and check them out as well. Yep, and we don't get paid for that either. We're just putting them over. So um, that's the pre-show. Now, if we're going to jump on to the main show, we've got uh, the first match we'll decide on in Sumo Europe. Uh, it's a trios match. <laughs> Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, and Kota Ibushi versus Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Konosuke Takeshita. I know I didn't get it out as fluent as you would have, so if you want to clarify the pronunciation of all that Japanese, you're more than welcome to. Konosuke Takeshita. That's what I just said. No, you over there talking about take a shit or whatever you said. Hey, that's close enough. I'd be lucky I can get Takamichinoku out. Now you heard Takamichinoku's name said enough to know Takamichinoku. So I can yeah. say it though, can I? No, you you I can, yeah. I mean, yeah. I need to see the yeah. building. So uh who you got? Bullet Club. First of all, before I give my before I give my before I give my pick, oh god, why is it Kenny Omega in a singles match in, a, in an event like this? I'm sorry, who's booking this show? <laughs> I understand you want to try to get as many uh, as many of your wrestlers into the show like this as you can. I get it, but you don't think this is a show worthy of a singles match for Kenny Omega? I agree. Who's booking the show? Why did you book uh, Kenny Omega and Osprey early instead of saving them for this? And you could have done Jericho and Osprey uh, and just flip those two. That could have sufficed it right there. But you know, that's your boy. I don't know care. why. I don't know why they. I mean, the the actual match I really wanted to see. Still got messed up and 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 uh, months ago, and it was taken off of the uh, books for this for this event. But I still think Kenny Omega should have been in the singles match. But I digress. I guess they have. I guess they're still trying to get. I guess they're still trying to get uh, um, Kota Ibushi signed because he's. He hasn't been. He still hasn't been signed by anybody yet, and they had to get Hangman in here some kind of way, and they definitely had to get Kenny in here. And Bullet Club Gold is pretty much running Collision right now, opposite um, CM Punk. You know, uh, yeah, I, I, I believe. I believe. I believe. In my opinion, this Bullet Club Gold is running. Collision. That's just my opinion. Right. I mean, CM Punk is pretty. CM Punk is CM Punk, and he's gonna be CM Punk anywhere he goes. But it's Bullet Club Gold that's actually running Collision, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I agree with that. To an, to answer the question, I'm gonna put it on the Golden Elite. It's gonna be one of those nights, huh? Pretty much. I was pretty much, yeah. Bullet Club Gold, uh, because I was gonna go with uh, the Golden Elite, because Bullet Club Gold, if they take the L, doesn't mean anything. 
even right. though, like, to your credit, you know, what you were saying about Kenny Omega should be solo, I guarantee you Kenny Omega, or at least he better get, you know, the super entrance, you know, since it's, you know, over there across the pond, close to, uh, you know, his roots. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of Kenny Omega folks, uh, fans there. And, you know, for him not to have a cleaner-esque uh, intro would be a, a severe disservice. So he's going to well, you know he's going to have have special gear. You know he's going to have new gear for this. I don't know he's going to dress it up, but, you know, um, he's going to have a super entrance. And that super entrance is also going to mean, in my opinion, that he's going to win. Uh, because they're not going to give him that much treatment to take the L for this particular pay-per-view. So uh, there's, no reason, yeah, there's no reason to put over the uh, uh, Bullet Club gold at the, for, uh, against, against the elite. They, yeah. they don't need that at the moment. They've already established right. themselves. So uh, you and I in agreement that uh, Omega and the crew are, are going to pull that out. So, uh, big guy, I'm agreeing with you, gentlemen, with the Golden Elite. Come on, man. We got to have some. Uh, well, we have one, you know, two versus one decision. But you know, you can't be <laughs> joining us the entire time and make this a one match gig. I don't plan on it. Well, it plays in James' favor, but you know. <laughs> We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. But Lisa, <clears throat> we're aligned with the trios match. Now, here's a match that I think could be replaced with something else: the coffin match, Sting and Darby uh, versus Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage, cobbled together. But let me ask you all this before we uh, do the picks, and I'll be leading this one with my pick: Is anybody the Swerve? impress you at all he gives great facials like his, his i mean he sells everything with his face <laughs> bless it uh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> did you just say that did you just he sells, say he sells <laughs> everything with his face oh my god Wow, that can be taken in so many ways. Unfortunately, yes, in several different like, did ways. Did you really just say that? I'm talking about the man's facial expressions here. <laughs> did you just say that? <laughs> I'm glad, glad you're popping on that. But uh, back to the, the conversation at hand. <laughs> Don't be chiming in on what the heck you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> BJ, I'm over here trying to make a point, you know, so he's out there, you know what I'm saying, you know, he's in the middle of the ring, he's giving the looks, he's looking, you know, the, the look is good, but that's where it ends, you know, I'm not impressed, so he, he doesn't, he doesn't impress me at all with, you know, I know he has a wrestling capability, AEW, now WWE, you know, I was like, man, it's, his style was, you know, unique, he was great in NXT and all that stuff. Uh, but you know, it's just not resonating with me. So I was curious to see how y'all felt about Swerve. Swerve, Swerve was that it was that indie darling back in the day. I mean, when before he got in with WWE, Swerve Strickland, Shane Strickland uh, was 
going from organization to organization, winning their top belt with no issue, no problem whatsoever. He could have gone on a belt collector run if he wanted to, but uh, he just never got those multiple belts like everybody else had, had been doing here uh, over the course of the last <clears throat> decade or so. Um, he, was cra- he, was, he was crazy in Defy in, over, in, over in Seattle. I mean, he was he was untouchable there. Um, he was you know, over to England and was and was just and was untouchable there. You know, bulletproof there. Uh, he got into um, he was really shown to everybody. The world really found out who Shane Strickland was in Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. even though he was under a hood as Killshot. Right, and that and that. Um, and that match that he had with A.R. Fox, that hardcore match, that last match that Shane, that, uh, Shane Strickland had in uh, Lucha Underground was, I mean, when you talk about hardcore matches and like those, these cinematic matches that they're having, that they, they said, uh, that, that was started up by um, Matt Hardy. Yep. I mean, that match right there, that, that was probably the best match that they had ever had in Lucha Underground. Period. So for them for now what now I hated the fact that Shane Strickland went to WWE because I knew they were gonna water him down, which they actually did. They that they actually turned him down. Uh, uh, turned him down about three, four, five notches. Uh and changed and actually changed his style. Uh, when he got to AEW, it turned up a little bit, but he's still not the Shane Strickland of old. I mean, I'm sure he changed his um, style a little bit for survival's sake, right. but um, yeah, the, we are not looking at the same the same Shane Strickland pre WWE. Uh, but um, I like Shane. I like the things that he brings to the table. Um, I wish they would have done more or let them do more with him and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really looking forward to him and A.R. Fox doing more together. But I'm thinking the reason why they A.R. Fox is no longer in this match is because he may not be able to get into the country of England. You know, um, there's certain folks with uh, issues uh, that keep them from getting uh, visas or to get into that country or uh, folks. Uh, there are others like um, there are others like um, Ray Phoenix mm-hmm. who have to stay in the country in order to keep their uh, visas in this country or try to or they're trying to get citizenship in this country. Uh but um, I'm sure Jeff Hardy is not going to be able to go on on this road trip. Um, that feels good. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, what what the reason is behind Ar Fox? I'm I'm not really sure. I've never heard about him getting into any trouble or with the law or anything like that. It may be some things that happen uh, pre. Uh, I'm sure it happened pre AEW, but. Um, it had to have happened pre AEW, but um, 
Yeah, once they put I mean, I was looking forward to the match because of the people that were in it. Right. It was all it was all pretty much it, it, they were all everybody in the match was pretty much all connected in some kind of way. Where now Christian has Christian Cage has been put in this match and it's kind of put a damper on a lot of the things. I mean, he's just a throw in. Yeah. So Yeah, you know, so not really looking forward to this match at all. Uh, depending on where they place this match, this might be my bathroom break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, but uh, as far as who's going to win it, well, I got that. Uh, I got that uh, I'm gonna go. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, this one's on. I mean, this one may may be a deciding one, uh, but. Well, depending. I think it'll still be Sting and Darby because it was cobbled together. Uh, Christian's in his own feud. Uh, Swirl Strickland, whatever. Um, but I think Sting and Darby is going to win because it's Sting in the UK. So that, that's my pick, KG. You KG want this to be competitive, but it's not going to be competitive if you keep picking my picks. You're riding my coat, Tizzo. Can you see over here? Can you see what I'm writing down off camera? Uh, no, because I'm telling you what to write down. How about that? It's been that way for what, how many years now? You said five? And you've wrote, you've rode my coattail for five long years. Whatever, Every man. win you've had has belonged to me. It's because of me you Not have these wins. Wine and dining with kings and queens, and I'm about after this show to go eat me some pork and beans. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I got stinging Darby too. I mean, it's only right. Come on now, you, 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 you. This is a coffin match, aka a casket match. You see Sting or Darby Allen going into one of those? Sting being an icon that he is, you think anybody's going to get over and put Sting as anybody <clears throat> on any level? Right now, I'm going to put Sting, the icon, in a coffin. Well, not not even that, but it's the fact that it's riding the wrong in the WWE because of booking. You know, Sting should have beat Triple H. So this is the do-over, in essence, of mass capacity because he, Sting, Christian, Miro, Soraya, Ruby, Tony Storm. Try to think of who else I'm missing. Christian. That's like Christian. Uh, Tony Storm. At least those are the six off the top of the dome that know what it's like to walk out to that many people. So they understand that Sting losing. And then he just, you know, that was the end of the run with WCW-esque. WWE that we finally was waiting for to ask what he got out the deal was a bad shake. So to give him that many people and another loss, nah. They go right that wrong and and you know let him get the the pot that he deserves after the match, not just a, a hug with NWO and and um uh well NWO yeah. and or NWO and NWO. Put how you want to look at it. <clears throat> Or NWOX. <laughs> the click. Oh. Yep. 
So, you know, again, that's, that's my thought process. So, Sumo, you go, are you uh, riding the wave of uh, the icon? Got no choice. Yeah. Right, swerve, so swerve, swerve, and Christian Cage will not win this match. I don't even know if they're going to have them even getting along during this match. So, you know, I don't. Yeah, it'll it'll be still be Sting and Darby. But on the positive side, if they just have it be them two together, we could have another Sheamus and Cesaro moment. They could make a good tag team. Unexpected. We'll see. Yeah. But, you know, that's we'll one see. Of the that we'll have, like to have where they put random people together. We'll have to see because there's something pretty much in the works right now over on the WWE side involving Christian that yeah, may, that may, you know. I'm not buying into not, the group. I kind of am. I'm not buying into it. Even though it'd be cool if there was a a, a nice little moment uh, for the benefit of flash photography in AEW. Why wouldn't it happen though? I mean, if you and for those, and should should we talk about it since you know well, we're here now? I mean, you know, if Edge not in the contract is officially done the proper way. They gave him, you know, the the ending that he wanted without being on his back. Um, so, you know, he walked out with the win over Sheamus a couple of uh, SmackDowns ago when he was out there at his hometown in Canada. Uh, and now he, in the pod, well, not on the podcast, but, uh, in the message that he put out in social media, you know, he just quote unquote, doesn't know what he wants to do. He just wants to take time and just be Adam Copeland, which is fine. You know, you got to think about it, you know, going from an emotional roller coaster of being, you know, the rated R superstar and everything else that went with that to you have an injury and you have to relinquish your championship and not wrestle. Don't even think it's possible. And then what the heck is Daniel Bryan doing? Wait a minute, he's back. What the heck is uh, HBK doing? Wait a minute, he's back. You know, rumors of Stone Cold trying to maybe do one more match and get physical. What? You know, all these neck injuries, you know, and stuff like that happening. And then, you know, the spirit moves them. And then he's able to come back and win the Royal Rumble, uh, have some super main event matches uh, at high level, not, you know, missing a beat high level for edge, you know, spears and everything else that you would expect to have in an edge match. Um, you know, that's an emotional roller coaster. And then now he's not in the mix for the championship. Roman is Roman. So he's not going to Roman's already been there, done that. Uh, there's no need for him to beat Seth Rollins for what you're not getting anything out of that, in my opinion. So it's the right time to just take a break and celebrate the fact that you came back and, you know, you were able to walk out <clears throat> like a cowboy. And if that's where he wants to hang his hat because he's a Hall of Famer, there's nothing for him to prove or do. And then if he's going to go for a tag team run, his tag team partner is in the other company. So, But here's the, but here's the thing, and I don't know, and, and, and you saying all of that, I'm not sure if you read the latest Things that came out the last couple of days on Twitter or X or whatever you hear, whatever it's called now. But um, Edge actually had a meeting with the higher ups and gave his scenario as to what they would, what would keep him there. 
what he would want in a contract or in um, his develop his character and career development mm -hmm. to keep him there. And they told him that they weren't interested in his ideas. So the rumor is now is that he may be Adam Copeland going all elite, being all elite. Now, I can actually see that happening. I mean, even if it's for a year or two, I can actually see that happening. Could you imagine? Could you imagine he and Christian Cage getting back together in another organization? I mean, think about think about this. That's a Pandora. You got. You think about this now. You got. I know where you're going. Christian Cage. Al Copeland coming to AEW. Mm -hmm. The Hardy Boys are already there. Go ahead and lay the foundation to see if you're going to get there. And Devon Dudley yep. <laughs> is back together with Bubba Ray for the 1,000th episode of Impact Wrestling coming up sometime next month. Yep. For the first time since Devon uh, became a producer at WWE. Yeah, like he says, Pandora's box. If he goes, so even if we talk, even if we're only talking about maybe Forbidden Door next year, could you imagine Tony Khan turning down the chance? Of a TLC reunion, that'd be the cool of a lifetime. Of those three tag teams, could you that'd really be, not put do want want that situation? I, if I was Tony Khan and I was going to book that, yes, I would spin out the review <laughs> to make it happen, but I would put FTR in it as well. No, be a, that way, yeah, yeah, no, a I, I, I would put. Way. I would put FTR up against the Dudleys, definitely. Yeah, they would. Because I don't think that happen. I would definitely put FTR up against Christian and Edge. Right. I would not make that TLC match a four-way. It would they ruin it. Different. They can't call They're already stretching it at three, and, and they're wondering how that was going to happen. But well, and, 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 and they pulled it off. Younger, if everybody was younger... Then I can see those three, but we're talking about you know they they got to space out the spots, so FTR could take some of those heavier bumps that you know Devon uh, may not be able to take, um, that you know Edge for safety reasons may not be shoot even Christian may not be able to take as many of those bumps as we know it should be afforded. Jeff Hardy's going to do Jeff Hardy, so you know he's is like, Jeff Hardy going to be sober is the question. It don't matter for that match. Let him drink. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, guys on that match. You know, just just a, just the fact, just the fact that that match is going on in somewhere other than WWE. Yeah, so that's the only thing I would add. If they if they added a FTR in, you know, just to give it an extra little bit of flavor. Um, you know, yeah. So that's, I mean, it could happen. You know, from the purest in me is like, no edge, don't do it. But, you know, from the coolness factor of uh, the Pandora's box being open, then, yeah, 
you know, that would really put uh, AEW in some strong contention. Hell, if he but, showed but up the tomorrow. The, the evolution of the ladder match on its own. You know what I'm saying? With the because back then you didn't have but because back in that day, you didn't have the uh, erector set matches, a lot of matches that you have now. Right. So imagine Christian imagine this TLC match happening, and you got all these erector set ladder 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 situations going on. You know, it's almost like having a scaffold match. Involved in the in the uh, in that match because the way they, the um, ladders are set up these days, you know, um, and because of their age, they're only going to be able to do so much. Like I said, so any they do is going to be spectacular, just because of who it is and the fact that they're doing it. You see what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. it doesn't really matter that they can't do what they did back then. You know, you're not going to see Edge coming off of a ladder and giving a spear to Jeff Hardy hanging from the belts. You're not going to see. You, you may or may not see that. You may see that. Because if, if, if that opportunity goes there, we know Edge is not going to phone it in lightly. He's going to commit to that. Somebody, Edge, you got to. Somebody but you can see somebody you can see somebody coming off the top of the uh ladder onto a stretched out ladder from the uh from the ladder to the ring ropes and taking a uh taking a uh dud taking a, a, a dudley death drop onto that stretched out ladder or a bubble ray giving a or giving a power bomb off the top to somebody to a Matt Hardy Onto that stretched out ladder, or I mean, it's it's, it's it, it, there's certain there's certain spots that could be done. But I will say this: I, I'll I'll put it out there to the ether now. If this whole scenario comes into play, I got to be at that one. There's no there's no ifs ands or buts about it. I don't know how you feel about it, James. I don't know how you feel about it, KG. But got to be at that one. TLC, oh, if if. Two or three did get a chance to you know, grace it, uh, but that, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Oh, if all the stars, stars were aligned properly and whatnot, and it was meant for it to happen, yeah, you know, yeah, I would, I would definitely want to be there. You're right, even if it's in the UK, I may have to go ahead and you know get me a little canoe or something and do some rolling. So that's the scuttlebutt out there in reference to uh, Christian's scenario. But let's get back to uh, All In and uh, something I'm pretty excited about just because of the tag team that is returning that I didn't think we're going to find a way to make amends between the two of them to be able to coexist. Because when I found out that they one of them was leaving because they couldn't get along with their tag team partner, I was like, man, that's crucial. But they were a put together tag team technically. So, you know, they don't have the longevity of the Dudleys or um, the Lucha Brothers and stuff like that. So the match I'm talking about is Stadium Stampede. And in this one, uh, which Stadium Stampede is now available in AEW Five Forever, uh, got a chance to meet uh, Ricky Starks and Chris Batlander and talk to the folks at THQ 
So uh, if you have any issues that you've been experiencing with the game, I told him about it. Um, so in Stadium Stampede, you've got Orange Cassidy, the best friends, Eddie Kingston, uh, Pentagon Jr., I'd rather call Matt than Pinter El Zeromero, uh, and the mystery partner versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Moxley, Claudio, uh, Wheeler Yuta, and then Santana and Ortiz is the, the tag team that recently returned, and they have uh, still a mystery partner. So I'm pumped that Santana and Ortiz have come back. Um, that was arguably in the beginning part of AEW, one of my favorite tag teams. Um, Ortiz, man, was just a crazed animal in the ring. Um, and we also know that's, you know, they have that LAX lineage as well. Uh, so Stadium Stampede, I guess you could call it uh, the black versus the orange, if you look at it that way. Uh, and this, this one, um, it pains me because as much as I want uh, Kingston to get the dub, Orange Cassidy and the crew to get the dub. I'm sorry. I have to go with Blackpool Combat Club just because they've just been, you know, doing a damn thing. So that's my pick. Uh, I'm going with the Blackpool Combat Club. We'll see. Uh, there's still some some rumors that it could be possibly, at least from the latest iteration of uh, the match card. They still have it listed as a uh, – potential mystery partner. We'll see. It'd be cool if they threw uh, Soraya's brother into uh, this and just pulled a couple of UK folks out the deal. I think that'd be pretty cool. She's been advocating for her brother to come to AEW for a while to get uh, his opportunity. So you never know. But uh, they still have it kind of listed as um, a mystery partner. So Sumo, what's your thoughts? You going uh, black or orange? Well, yeah, it's another weird one. It's like you know. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's too many. It's too it's too many things out there, you know, to kind of make this an easy pick, especially right. with the fact that every each each one is talking about a six member. Now, I can see them having the the six member. Being from, like you said, being from England because uh, Will Ospreay has been pushing progress real hard in his latest um, promos. Mm -hmm. He had a show today with uh, progress. Um, I forget who it was against. Well, it don't even matter with the special oh, guest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do know who it was against. It was against Shingo Takagi, because I saw the um, promo that he did on YouTube, on um, Instagram, where he was talking about the show that he was doing today, and it was he was going to be he was wrestling Shingo Takagi, which is a rivalry that they've had for a long time in right. progress in um, DDT and some other organizations. Um, I could see Ricky Knight Jr. being part of that, especially since he's the former uh, Progress Heavyweight Champion. Mm -hmm. 
I can also see Michael Oku, who's the current champion, being involved with um, Orange, Orange, and or with Orange right. and the uh, best friends and whatnot. Yep. You know, especially and, and being that those two are rivals within themselves, I can sense. see that them put getting those obviously Ricky's night with the black with the B with the BCC and um with wow. Santana Ortiz and I can see Michael Oku being um part of the best friends faction. Yeah. Um which would be smart to include some of the British wrestlers into this. Um and it doesn't require a storyline fix. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're already rivals with most each other, and you know, um, but still, who would win that match though? I said it's a tough one, but you know, I just think that you know, by hook or by crook, because of the design of the match, that's why I gave it to Blackpool. You know, if it was a uh, a hardcore match. Uh, the, thing, the thing is, it well, it is. It is a hardcore yeah. match. It's a Falls County anywhere match. I it mean, is, they just won. In a, you know, in a confines. You know, this is Stadium Stampede. So, you know, remember well, the, know, the, they, we were Black, the BCC just won. Or just won the uh, parking lot thing with best friends. Right. But this is going to be a similar situation. So usually. Usually in a case like this, they wouldn't give it to the BBC because they just won a match in a similar fashion. Mm-hmm. But then this is the BBC's type of match. And Claude but, then think about, but think about the previous matches similar to this. Who won the matches similar to this? Because usually, usually in matches like this, the way they the way they book matches like this. The good guys usually win, because remember, the elite won. The elite won the last one, did they not? I believe so. Yeah. And did and 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 wasn't there one prior? And was there one prior to that, or was that the first one? That was the first one. I think this is the third stadium stampede. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think this is the third one, and I think yeah. I think the good. I think the fake baby faces won both of them. The heels won the first one. That was the um. Uh, uh, Jericho. That was the inner circle. Yeah, inner circle won that one. But were they heels in that? Who they who they face? They were heels. I mean, it was, it was inner circle. They were heels. But if I remember correctly, an inner circle won that match. But who were they? Fa- who did they face though? Uh, remember that was, was that the one Hardy got hit by the the uh, the golf cart. So okay, Hardy so that was the elite with Matt Hardy. Okay. Okay, so it's one, it's pretty one on one. <laughs> right. It was one, so it's pretty much one and one heels versus faces in that. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm 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 stalling y'all, you know, but we but I'm just going I'm, I'm just giving scenarios. Just go ahead and take it off the cuff. Uh I can't I can't not go against BBC in this match. I can't. I can't go. I can't not go against BBC in this match. So I'll say BBC. I'll say BBC and Power, uh, 
power, proud and powerful. If they're still right, going so, by that. So KG, Santana and Ortiz. This is your chance to really uh, edge out. Because if you go the other way, <laughs> this could put you over. Or you can make the smart decision to follow us. Well, I mean, I, I'm the one with the gold. So, I mean, the smart decision would be to follow me because I am the reigning and defending champion. So that would be the smart decision. But I had mine written down already. I'm going against you guys. I'm going to uh, Orange Cassidy and Company. I I, I got to do it. I got to do it. If I don't if I don't bet on me, who's going to bet on me? I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know. We're still trying to figure out the answer to that question. All right, so that was a long way to get to it, but we got there. But now we're getting into uh, the reason for the season, so to speak. The real world's championship, which I still think is funny that they're calling it that without uh, giving a heads up to Flair. But uh, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe for the X out, the uh, straight edge AEW world's championship. KG? CM Punk was so over like eight months ago. People are tired of him right now. And I think AEW is smart enough to say, hey, we're going to take our fingers and we're going to put it on the pulse of the fame. I got some more Joe in this one. There it is. Write it down. Take a picture. I got some more Joe winning this one. Because people are tired of, of CM Punk already. And I don't mean a good tie where you're going to boom and you just show up just to boom. No, they're just kind of sort of tired of They're tired of Phil. We're tired of Phil. All right, Sumo. I can see no scenario where they do not give CM Punk this win. Especially since they're pushing CM Punk so hard. They're going back to the Ring of Honor days with this match. And if I'm not mistaken, CM Punk is like got the win, got the record over Samoa Joe in Ring of Honor. He's got to win a record against him over in Ring of Honor. So I can't, I can't, I can't see, I can't, I can't think of a scenario where Samoa Joe, Joe wins this match. They're gonna make it a good, good match. They're gonna make it a good match. But I'll just say, if it was for the ROH World Championship, I would put it on Samoa Joe. Because right, that was if, if it was if it was Samoa Joe defending the championship. Yes, that would be different. But yeah, for th- for this, no. And this shouldn't even be the match that Samoa Joe's have. It should be having. This is not the match that should be on this card for Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe needs to be defending the Ring of Honor World Television Championship in a. Um, in a um, what's the word? In a um, match against Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, both for for that for the Ring of Honor and the New Japan World Television Championships. 
This should be him coming back to the king of television storyline. This is the money match. This is the money match that should be happening. But I don't know why they're not having that match. I don't know why Zack Sabre Jr. is not on this card. I'm I don't I'm 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 just flabbergasted at that way at this. But uh, yeah, CM Punk. Yeah, I'm going with Punk for a little bit. I agree with you, but the the reason why I'm picking Punk is if you give Samoa Joe the Exile Championship, the Exile Championship means absolutely nothing. It only means something if CM like FCW. It only means something if CM Punk has it. Because they need to finish the, the, the storyline of him versus MJF. Because technically that is not a valid championship. It's just one he's walking around with with spray paint on it. Because we haven't resolved who the number one real heavyweight champion is. Now, if they were to take that and took the belt away and presented CM Punk with a different championship and a different look, all right, Samoa Joe all day. But with it being the straight edge belt, you know, it's like they're playing around with the FTW thing now to help put over um, uh, uh, Jungle Boy or, or Jack Perry. So you can kind of play with that because that's making him tough. You know, Hook didn't really need it. Um, and, you know, it made sense when Taz had it because it was Taz. But that's where, you know, the, the ball lies. But the belt, yeah, you can't take it off the CM Punk and make it make sense. How do you promo with that? So that's my pick. Uh, it's going to be Phil. Puxatani's winning this one. Sorry, KG. We'll see. You know, you, you, in a, you know, a strange alternate universe, you could be correct. So, this one I think is going to be interesting. I know the entrance is going to be hot for both groups. Uh, I'm going to do the first pick, but I'm not sure. Well, I don't know. It could go either way, considering um, the storyline as of late. So this is for the AEW World Trios Championship, the acclaimed and daddy ass versus the House of Black. Now the House of Black has, has been running, you know, the show and have held on to the that trios belt with no problem. The acclaimed has had the opportunity to be tag champions, but the X Factor is is Billy Gunn is a kayfabe that you know he's done or is it a uh, a work and you know they're just buying some time he's maybe out you know gallivanting around shaking his butt or whatever you know doing what billy gun does um and then now he's back god damn that's a blowtorch hell yeah <laughs> so I, well i needed a day with this so yeah I'm going to pull a KG, and I'm going to go with the Acclaim and Billy Gunn. But Max Caster's uh, rap better be pretty damn good. We need something uplifting tomorrow.
KG? Uh, I have to agree with you because I had that in anyway, the acclaim and Billy Gunn. Sumo? For the acclaim to lose this match would would, would waste the act the storyline that they had with Billy Gunn leaving. There would be a, there'll be no reason for them to have done that if the acclaim ended up losing this match. So I'm going with the acclaim. Listen. Listen. All right. So we only got a couple left. Time to talk about the ladies. I know I'll even take this one. I'm just going to pick her just because I want her to win. Uh, but it's going to be the AEW uh, World Women's Championship. Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker versus Soraya versus Tony Storm. I'm picking Soraya because I want her to win. She's had the major comeback, you know, health-wise, to be able to actually get back in the ring. And that place would erupt if she won that. So to have now that that's the emotional one. Now the person I would want to leave out from uh, a mark perspective uh, or a smart mark perspective would be Britt Baker because she's put in the work with that company um, all this time from day one. To be, you know, the the, the galvanizing force, um, and drove it from beginning in the women's division, all the way up into you know now. No disrespect to Sheeta, uh, Tony Storm is you know still relatively new, uh, but you know Britt Baker is the one that when we said AEW women's division, we were talking about DMD. But to get that place to lose their mind, yeah. And I'm just going to say it this way. Paige wins. Sumo? I think Sheeta retains. F you, Bungie. Trace. But it is a fatal four-way, so, you know, those are baked in for there to be issues because we still got only Storm and uh, Soraya in the same match. KG? This could be uh, our first uh, opportunity where we all pick a different person. Or this is going to be a, this is pretty much going to be me and Don's tiebreaker other than the first match. I think I picked against the both of y'all in the first match, right? Or no. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I picked against everybody. I picked on the opposite way. Okay, so we pretty, me and Don have pretty much been on even keel up until now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is gonna be our tiebreaker. Uh I would I mean what you said about Soraya, can't disagree with you. Uh I think you're absolutely right, but I think this is Britt Baker's title. I can't be mad at you. <laughs> you know, there's an argument for all three. So if you win by that one, I can't be mad at you. But, you know, I need my girl to come off of a uh, uh, pay-per-view with the championship. She can retire at that point. She can lose it on Wednesday for all I care. I just need to get that pop. 
in front of the family and all that too. Come on now, they get they can post up a, a image of fight uh, fight with my family and say go buy this uh, on Blu-ray right now, <laughs> so she can get some more residuals <laughs> after she won a championship belt. So, final two, we talked about them earlier for the AEW World Tag Team Championship belt, FTR versus the Young Bucks, KG. Uh, who is going to be in AEW touted as the greatest tag team of all time? FTR. Hmm. That was quick. No, oh, because, I mean, there's no question. The Young Bucks are great, but when FTR came over, have we heard from the Young Bucks since then? Have we really heard anything from them? They was running shit. They was housing shit. And then FTR came over and what? Yeah. Uh, sumo? Yeah, I got to go with FTR. Yeah. Now, if they have another run at All Out, this is the third maybe. match. Maybe. Why would we have a fourth? I understand it's the third match. Oh, they could have a fourth. They could remain because. The young bucks have now said that they are going after the tag titles again. They're not going. They're not in the trios anymore. Uh, they're not going after anybody else. They're going after the tag titles. So there's going to be another match. There are going to be another few matches with them. So now I'm I'm saying I'm saying FTR now to keep it run, to keep the, the storyline running. But at all out, that could be a different story. In Chicago, in a match, in a match, and in a venue that in, a, in an event that is known for the Bucks and Kenny Omega. I mean, they got a plaque with their faces on it on the damn building. You changed my that mind. Event. You just changed my mind. I was, I was, I was going one way. Trying to believe in the Young Bucks, and you just ruined it and changed my mind. So I got to go with FTR. Mm -hmm. Officially on the books. Officially on the books. All right. So now let's get into uh, the main event. No matter what happens at zero hour for the AEW World Championship, Adam Cole. Nobody? Nobody? I said it earlier. You just walked right past it. My bad. I'm sorry. We'll try it again. Do over. For the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, Adam Cole. Baby! Versus. I don't know if she listened or not. My wife's boyfriend, MJF. Sumo, you got the first. MJF retains. Yep. I agree. Because this is going to be their, their payback, backlash, whatever you want to call it, you know, situation. I'm going with MJF. He's going to be MJF and Poker crooked. Dynamite diamond ring may come into play. There may be a run in. Who knows whatever's gonna happen. 
or Roderick Strong interferes. Um, but yeah, MJF retains. The bromance is over. KG, you ain't got an ass. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm riding with y'all on this one. Uh, uh, Adam Cole, baby. You 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 have you have MJF lose to Adam Cole. I think there's going to be a ride. There's going to be ride. There's going to be rides for the next ten days in all major cities of the world. Well, <laughs> at least there, there won't be any uh, folding chairs, so you know it's not that kind of riot. I don't want nobody fucking with me in these streets. Go ahead. MJF, and I'm putting this on the record, MJF is not losing this belt until sometime after the new year. Oh, yeah, because that's when the bidding war of 2024 happens. His contract comes up in January. I believe he said January 24th, if I'm not mistaken. So, it won't have. He's not losing this belt until after. He's he's probably going to pull a CM Punk, and they should talk, and they and they give him a title match right before his his contract comes up. He ends up winning and runs out of the uh, arena with the belt with no con with with no contract. I think his contract will expire in January. He'd be like, all right, Tony, I need a couple days. And then I'll come and you know, think about it, but I'm probably going to sign. Go show up at the Royal Rumble. Just be in it. And then possibly come back and, you know, make a decision after that. But just to pull, you know, uh, a Lex Luger-esque type of situation, show up on Dynamite, talk some crap, show up at the Royal Rumble, show back up at Dynamite. And then the bidding war will begin. And have him be number 30. Doesn't have to win it. But just to be in it. Or Tony Khan could be in on this and be like, yeah, go ahead and do that. Let's do what Eric Bischoff failed to do um, or didn't get a chance to make happen when DX rolled up at the Georgia Dome and was banging on... uh, the lower entrance door at the gate. Let him in. No, 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 no. They should do what they did with CM, what they should have done with CM Punk in WWE when they happened with him. He had, they have, they have some pay-per-view, some big pay-per-view right before his time, right before his contract comes up. He winds up retaining the belt. He leaves, just like CM Punk did. But instead of him just sitting around his apart his house with the with the belt in the refrigerator and not doing anything and making maybe one appearance at a at a Comic Con during a, some kind of a seminar or whatever, mm-hmm. he actually goes around and he defends that belt in other territories. He goes to Impact. He goes to New Japan. He goes to AAA. He goes. He goes to all these different places, and he defended. You see him defending the belt. AEW is not saying anything. 
because they're in the middle of a ta- of a uh, tournament to crown a new champion. New champion, new belt, the whole thing. And then after maybe six months, you see MJF come back and was like, yeah, the devil is back. The real champion is back. And then that start and then that starts a whole nother thing. Yeah. Should be. So but I think we're in agreement. Twenty twenty four is where it's gonna go down. So they Yeah, they're gonna pull a Roman Reigns, pull a Roman Reign, they're gonna pull a Roman Reigns slash CM Punk. And twenty twenty four is when all the shit's gonna hit the fan. I'm telling you, this is the old scenario with MJF and the belt is the summer of punk all over again. Both both Ring of Honor version and WWE version. Yep. I agree with that. <coughs> Excuse me. So So to wrap up, there's only one match between me and Don that has us with different outcome. And that's the four-way match with the women. Yep. So uh, it's safe to say that I might be retaining. Yeah, you could. (sighs) That is, of course, unless we actually know what we're talking about, which of course we do. And I have to say we because he copied me on everything. He even he even switched up a he even switched up a decision based off of my synopsis on it. So of oh. course everything every choice he made he made based off of the Nubian Sumo. This year over yet? The reason why the reason why this show has lasted for five years because I've been on them the last three. (laughs) Uh, Isn't that a button that ends this show? Well, well, hold on. We can't end it yet. Yeah, we can't end it yet because of your suggestion. You said because of you, we can't end the show yet. Bob Barker. Damn. We got to talk about Bob Barker. We got to. We can't help but. I mean, there's not one person that could turn on this program with us that really can't, they cannot say that they haven't been affected in some kind of way by Bob Barker. Yep. They've got a they got, got a parent that watched Bob Barker. They've seen Bob Barker in WWE. They've seen him in movies. Uh, the uh, if they if they have anything to do with Peter or any type of pet, they've been <laughs> they've, they've heard him say spay spay or neuter their, their pets. Mm-hmm. I mean. The man is an icon. The man can't, the man can't be touched. I mean, 
for for him. I mean, it's very rare. I mean, I mean, you have a lot of people that have been known for pretty much one thing. Okay, I mean, they, and most of those folks are like one hit wonders. You know, they they've done this, they did this for a couple of years, and that's all they're known for. You know, Bob Barker was on that show, The Price Is Right, for decades. I mean, he pretty much ran CBS with that show. You could turn on your television at 11 o'clock in the morning and see Bob Barker regular. I mean, it's very, you, you could probably count on your hands how many times he did not show up for that show every day. In black and white and in color. Exactly. I mean, that man... I mean, the only thing he was missing was kissing the women all the time, like Richard Dawson. I mean, that man, that man, I mean, you know, everybody wanted a piece, everybody wanted a piece of Bob Barker. Mm -hmm. He's old, he gets old, and he's still doing the damn thing. He's on movies. He's doing movies. He beat he beat the beat the brakes off of uh uh what was it Happy Gilmore? Yep. But which one? Which one was it? Was Happy Gilmore? That was Happy Gilmore. Beat the brakes off that boy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Bob. I mean, Bob Barker was the man. I don't. I don't care what nobody say. Can't nobody. Can't nobody give me a solid argument to say that Bob Barker wasn't the man. Yeah, he, he's he's a talk show version of his Jenkins. I'll say yep. this. And I think I think Raj got it. He he said it right. Because when he when he posted when he when he made this comment, the first thing that popped in my head when he said, uh, remember to help to control the pet population. Had your pet spayed or neutered. I mean, if you watch the prices right from 72 to I think 2007 I think that's when he left 2007 you you know that and that was a staple for me in the summertime you know was watching the prices no, right way uh later in 2007 Drew Carey hasn't been doing it that long hasn't I mean let, I mean let me look that up because I thought it was 2000 it may have been late it might be 2017 I don't know it's in a, uh you know like 15 16 somewhere like that maybe but I'm gonna tell you, the one that the the the, the Price is Right that I never miss was when they used to do the night show. They used to, once a year they would do the night show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was 2007. Wow. Okay, maybe it was really 2007. And I used to love the uh the um and uh Mrs. Boss BJ Jackie says it's 07. Um, I I really love the the the, the night Price is Right, but. That daytime, like like Nubian Sumo said, eleven o'clock. wasn't wasn't nothing better than that, man. You know, uh, they got the uh, the meme that say, "How you know you stayed with your grandparents when you were sick? You had ginger ale and saltines. The Price is Right and the daytime stories. Younger, it was either Channel Seven or Channel Nine. I don't know too many older people that watch Channel Four, but it was either uh, uh, Loving One Life to Live." In General Hospital, 
and I miss and all my children. Or was yep. uh, older, beautiful, young and the restless. Uh, what else came on nine? I'm missing one. God, God in light. God in light. That's the one I'm missing. Yep. And she so, said he made appearances till 15. Good grief. So, what are your two favorite? Uh, or name two favorite games from The Price is Right. Mine of all time is always going to be Plinko. And oh, yeah. Plinko. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, I, I, go ahead, Don. You can go ahead and do it. I know you do. I know you I can do it. <laughs> you can, you can do it. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I go ahead. I promise about my old home. Uh, with the cameras off, but yes, I will yodel later on tonight. <laughs> mm, come on now, you can do it. Come on now, no, come on man. now. You ain't you ain't getting me, Jesus, best friend. <laughs> That's all right. I'm the song thing, so I'll uh I'll volunteer. Yo, 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 hey, yeah, you know it. <laughs> you know it. Oh, you know it. <laughs> Jesus. That bad boy fall off the edge. You like boop boop boop. Oh. oh. Hey, you know what? <laughs> that, was my, that was my text tone for years. Oh my. That that, that Price is Right sound. That was because you can't. That was like the text tone I would use for people that would text me that I didn't really want to talk to. So if I heard that, I know I didn't have to answer the phone. That right there. But I, I'm okay. with Plinko. <sighs> I, I think Plinko's that, like my ultimate favorite. I, I love Plinko. Oh, Plinko's everybody's favorite. You know, that's yeah. why that's why that's why they stopped doing it so much. They used to do it a lot, and then all of a sudden it just disappeared. But then people, as soon as Plinko came out, that's when the pop happened. Oh yeah, everybody popped on, on Plinko. It was that, and then it was the um. Because it was the only legit, it was the only legit, it, it just, just like, just like when you go to the casino or you go to like one of those carnivals or whatnot, those state, those fairs and whatnot that come to town every year, you know, yeah. Plinko was the only game where you knew you had a legitimate shot because well, it, no, they couldn't, they, no, they couldn't do anything to alter that game. The punch game, you had a, a, a legitimate shot as well. Because uh, that was just nah, you know, no. They had somebody behind there that could switch some shits up. I'm sorry. They can switch some papers. Of a, up. That's too quick of a uh, let me switch the papers out type of thing. But could it be possible? Or what about the one where you know you got to pick if it's high or low based off the MSRP price? You can't fake that. that okay, that one, that one that one was pretty legit. That one was pretty legit, but. The pick Plinko was the only game that was 50 50. Yeah, it was it, 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 you, you had you had an even shot at doing at getting some money off of Plinko. So, yeah, that, that's why I like Plinko. Every yeah. all the rest of them, there was some form of shenanigans going on with those with well, that game. The golf, with those games, well. you know, you had an even shot for that one too. We had with the putt putt. If you could put, if you had a short game, you, you could do something. Well, they made they made that one easier because they always gave people a second chance. They started giving people a second chance. Only oh, yeah. one or two. Yep. Yeah. Well, right. One. And then my right. favorite one was the one where 
Actually, I think that was still hole in one where you have to go back and forth um, and pull the hammer down and would tell you how many you got right. No, it was a different well, one, but it was, it was a different one. You have to change the, 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 uh, the parts of the uh, price, you know, go down to four. Uh, you had to roll the dice, and it gave you a number. And you, oh, that, was high low. that was high low. Yeah, that was high low, yeah. So, you know, shoot. I'm going to have to go watch The Price is Right on Monday, man. I'm going to have to call out sick or something. God damn. Man, you can watch the game show network. They show all the reruns. I already know that Pluto got, uh, you know, 24 hours of Price is Right. You know, so trust me, I'm on that. I put my mom's down with that. Like, you better go and watch this. And then also at 24 hours, Young and the Restless and both beautiful and everything else. So, you know, I had to go see what Victor was doing uh, after I watched that, you know, or more so who he was sleeping with at that particular time. You, oh, yeah, you Victor. Were, Victor was man. Victor, Victor was that dude. I, I, I lied to you now. I tell this story a lot. When I was young, very, very young, I think I had to be about six or seven. Man, I don't know, no, no, no. Yeah, I had to be about, about five or six, six or seven, around that age. And my godmother used to ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I told her I wanted to be, I, she asked me twice. And she, I told her, I said, I want I wanted to be either Victor Newman or Rayful Evans. <laughs> she said, what? I said, yeah, I want to be Victor Newman or Rayful Evans. She said, why? I said, Victor Newman's the most powerful man on TV. I want to be powerful like him. She said, but why do you pick Rayful Evans? I said, because Rayful Evans take care of the hood. He take care of people that look like me. He buy the whole ice cream truck. I didn't know how he made his money. I was young. So I didn't know. But I was like, he take care of the whole entire hood. He take, you know, you you don't have heat. Rafe will get you heat. You ain't got no air conditioning. Rafe will get you air conditioning. He bought a whole ice cream truck and everything else. I said, I want to be that guy. Yeah, we had a long talk after that. But <laughs> you halfway there, though. You can still do it. You can still do it, man. Maybe the Victor thing is out. You're too old for that now. Well, I don't, I don't, no, I'm not old enough. You still got options. <laughs> I'm not old enough. Nah, he ain't, he, ain't old, he ain't old enough not to be Victor. Shoot, his at, at, at KG's age, Victor was just getting into his prime. <laughs> well, you got enough kids to be Victor, I can tell you that much. Wow. You got you got more kids than I got. I know, right? That was a that was That's because they practicing going to sleep for school. <laughs> They've been in school already. Oh, well, shit. They got to practice going to sleep. Hey, I wish. Lord knows. They need that practice all day long. <laughs> like, y'all getting the F in this right now. Let's go back to class and try this again. Take your behind the bed. Oh, okay. all Bernie Mac on him for a second. I had to catch myself. They be like, you said that to his kids? Like, man, turn that motherfucker-ass motherfucker go to bed. But, um... Uh, like a toy punk-ass boy. You ain't getting no milk and cookies. So I'm going to <laughs> oh man, bust them down to the white meat. <laughs> don't worry, James. We know that you don't have any biological kids, but you have been the forefather to generations. A lot of them, motherfuckers. Shoot. They can't even call you 23 and me. You basically one and you. One chromosome. Like, well, it all started with him and this chick over here. Damn right. Damn, Damn right. right. With the animals and I'm shit. A genetic, I'm a genetic freak. Mm-hmm. Happy belated Call birthday to Vincent Kennedy. Even though I'm still mad at you for selling that shit. But still. So. All right. I guess it's time for us to let the mothership sail. 
until another week and we adjourn and find out who is the wiener um, coming out of uh, the pay-per-view tomorrow. If KG keeps the belt, if it travels to the sumo, uh, we will find out. Same bat time, same bat channel. No yo, actually shit, yoda one more time, James. We ain't got enough better to do. Okay, I'll come from the other side this time. Yo, 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 You know you love it. You know you love it. All right, so no more one on one for him. You know you love it. It was so good the first time you had to get seconds. I get it. I understand. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if we want to make sure our viewership drops down, then, you know, you're the guy to call. I can tell you that much. Damn, that's, that's all right. That's all right. I've been keeping this show going for three years. Oh, Lord. We have to call BJ after this, man. God dang. Is this contract yeah, official? It's about time for me to renew my contract. Uh-oh, here that's we go. We're going to make sure this time when you when the contract is in the ring and you in the ring, guess what's not going to be in the ring? A got dag on anything. Ain't nobody going to have none of that. Like We ain't doing no contract signing. Y'all can look at it, but ain't nobody signing this shit today. That's all right. That's all right. I don't need an ink pen. I can sign it. I can sign it in somebody's blood. Well, like Terry Funk and signed in somebody's blood. Let, let, let me say this oh, before we leave. Uh, get up early with us in the morning. We got the 53-man roster project, projection for the Washington Commanders. You don't want to miss that. 11 p.m. Uh, 11 a.m. sharp. F.U. Washington. Uh, hey, 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 hey. Y'all ain't have to uh, beat my boys like that. That's Here's the thing. It, it didn't matter until we beat them. The streak really is all high and mighty. Oh, yeah. Baltimore has won all these games in the preseason. They haven't lost the preseason game in five years. Then when we beat them, man, why y'all sweating that y'all beat a preseason game? Like, y'all happy like y'all really won something. It was just a preseason game. You should be happy. Well, here's my thing. To those that feel that we shouldn't have been happy about beating Baltimore in a preseason game with a whole entire team look good, I got two words for you. Suck it! But if y'all go to the Super Bowl, all I want to know is, are the fans going to sing Hail to the Redskins? Like, if, if, if the Commanders win the Super Bowl, are they going to play Hail to the Redskins? Well, they, they could play that, but you know what else they could play, right? Uh-oh. No, I know you got that. to trip whoever uh, came up with that. Just trip him up and send him straight down the steps. Nope. That's my good friend, DJ Woody. Oh, goody. We, we I must say. I must say. They changed the name again. 
that that becomes obsolete. Obsolete. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I'm sorry, KG, but that's some hot garbage. Yeah, to you. That's, that's a, that's not like something I would, would write. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, we we can't all. I mean, because we got a theme song. Dallas went and tried to make one that was some dumpster fire juice. I mean, we can't run around, bang a big drum, talk about keep pounding. But I mean, you know, I mean, we're a five-time world champion, so we can allowed to have songs like that. What do y'all have down in Carolina? What y'all got in Baltimore? We got five. How many y'all got? What time is it? Hmm. We got five. How many y'all got? You don't want to have this conversation. Well, are you counting the entire lineage? First of all, first of all, I wouldn't start that conversation. But being first of all. Being a Carolina Panthers fan, I don't have any rings, so I wouldn't start that conversation. Second of all, I wouldn't start that conversation because that's the same conversation a Dallas Cowboy fan would have, being that y'all haven't won in how long? See, now you're going low blow, man. Ain't nobody asked you all that, dog. Hey, 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 hey. you brought this up, not me. <laughs> you brought this up. You, you... You and the Cowboys got y'all's damn brains in the same cup of water, rusting. You jumped on me. You yeah, jumped. but you brought things up. You did the. You made cardinal sin. You you committed the cardinal sin, and you brought up those rusty ass, no un ir irrelevant five ass rusty ass. It, irrelevant ass rings. Mm, now I can't say nothing. I can't say nothing to Mister uh, Rodriguez over here because he's actually won a, a Super Bowl in this century, or this, you know. But let's speak, but, but to speak on you and your fellow um, NFC East team uh, uh, partners over there. I mean, you sound, you really sound like a Dallas Cowboys fan right now. I hate to tell you. Oh, hey, that's cutting them deep, James. You ain't got to go that far. You know you're uh, see, 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 I'm going to have to go see him punk on his ass now. You ain't have to cut him so deep. punk on his ass now, like he, like he told John Cena. He said, yeah, you're every KG, you're every right now, you are everything that you hate. You are the Dallas Cowboys. You are a Dallas Cowboys fan. Now, oh. see, I, I got to go reevaluate. I didn't been told that. Oh, now I'm going to reevaluate my life. <laughs> so the next time you decide to bring up those damn funky-ass rings, think about what I just told you. Remember this night. I'm traumatized. I'm, I'm, and Rob... And Raj, I'm talking about you too. You, I, you better not come at me with them damn funky ass rings. You know, you know, you about to catch this heat too. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm, I'm just gonna politely put my left hand up, put one finger up, and ease on out the frame. <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight, uh, the Nubian Sumo who ended my shit right now. <laughs> I'm going to reevaluate my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll see y'all in the morning. Maybe I'll have a new attitude. Maybe I might not even show up. There's the fire, you motherfucking bombs on that one. Damn. Newbie and Sumo, it's on you. Don't pull the thing out unless you came to play. 
Bombs over Baghdad! Bombs over Baghdad! Yeah. No more wild turkey for him. No wild turkey. No, he drink wild turkey. I'm not coming. You know what? Just yodel us out, man. Just yodel us out. Nah. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna do something else for Terry for uh, Terry. Forever! 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 The Nubian Sumo are not those of uh, sideline junkies, Saturday Night WrestleManiacs, or these. Yeah. You egg sucking dogs! <laughs> <laughs>